Issues. This is Dave Arnold, your host of Cooking Issues, coming to you live on the newsstand studios from Rockefeller Center in New York City, Nastasia Lopez's favorite place on the planet Earth. Join with Nastasia Lopez. How you doing? Good. Why didn't we use this song for our kickstarter? Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it. First of all, it's Indiegogo. Don't I use know. the don't use the K word. Don't use the K word. By the way. If you're listening live on the Patreon, call in your questions to 917-410-1507. That's 917-410-1507. Joined, as usual, with uh, John from the Customer Service Department. And now, also, our social media engagement crowdfunding Indiegogo maven. How you doing, John? Doing great. Former professor. Former art <laughs> history <laughs> professor. Yeah, yeah. Curator of the Connecticut State Art Museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now he's answering your questions about tiny chunks of metal. Do you have any questions about tiny chunks of metal? Because John's your guy now. Yeah, I'll answer them. All of them. You know, this is John's fault, actually, because he got interested what? He got interested in, in uh, food, qua, or, or food qua art, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I never remember which way the quas go, right? You, yeah. got, you got interested in food qua art. And uh, then that kind of drug you into this whole, like, uh, poop smear of a, of a world, right? Into your poop smear of a world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did bring Same. me to the museum, and that brought me closer to you, and then zing. ultimately to here, yeah. So, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> Love a good zing. Although, remember, Nastasia, you still have to have at least one serious... We'll see. We'll see if it comes. We'll see if it comes. Speaking of poop smear, it's like it's like building up and then yeah. it's like, boom, it comes cotton, out. Yeah, yeah, you got to pull out the. Yeah, all right. And of course, we got oh. our uh, we got our roving uh, Mexican correspondent. Well, not Mexican correspondent, correspondent in Mexico, <laughs> appropriating correspondent. What? He's just living in Mexico. Wow. <laughs> got Jackie Molitors. How you doing? Just by being here. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. yeah, yeah. I'm great. And, and of course, here in the uh, Rock Center booth, we got uh, Joe Hazen. What's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? You look good. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Listen, Joe, so let's tell them the, the new news. Now, this week was your last week to come fishbowl us next to the Victoria's Secret on, <laughs> on 50th Street. Uh, is this 50 or 51? I can never it's remember. It's 51. 51. Yeah. It's your last. Ch- I remember it's, it's, it, we, we record next to the Victoria's Secret. Oh, yeah, across the street from the Victoria's Secret. But you're currently missing the last chance to fishbowl us here. If you want to fishbowl us in the future, we're going back to our original uh, newsstand uh, location in, yep. a, in a newsstand. In a newsstand, yeah, at one Rockefeller Plaza in the lobby. Yeah, but you can, you, you're allowed to go through the lobby and fishbowl us there, right? Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Although it's not the same kind of people. Like, like we don't get digital drool. No, we won't get any of that stuff over here. No drool, no uh, – I'm sure security would be quickly to, uh, to fix that. Oh, that would be amazing. Although, have we – Discuss this. Where do they hire these Rock Center security people? They're too polite. They're not New Yorkers. What's wrong with them? They're so good. I think it's Zoe because I noticed at the MetLife building, it's the same managing company, and they're super polite there, too. I feel like – you know how when you go to Disney World – I don't know if you know this. Have you been to Disney World? Uh, Yeah. I was – well, last time I was there was grad night, and I was on – Two hits of red ants, and they were. Wait, wait, what's, what's a red ant? What drug oh, is that? This was in the LSD back in the early nineties. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I've never taken, I've never taken any hallucinogenic drugs. I've, and they're the ones that interest me. Of all the drugs, they're the ones that interest me. I just feel like I might not come back. <laughs> yeah, I've done enough. Wow. I'm, I'm fine where I'm at now. I do not need any more course change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also uh. like. Like, uh, I feel that, like, uh, inside, like, I'm always, like, on this knife's edge of, like, just 
just keeping it together. You know what I mean? Like reality. And so it's like if I if I took a hallucinogen, I feel like you know what I mean? Well, like there's I only could, one way to find out. Like, you know, like I feel yeah, like, I feel like, like I could take like something like a mushroom and end up like on PCP level nut, nuttery. You know what I'm saying? That's what I feel. Like. Ah. I almost got the, I almost got killed in high school by a kid on PCP. Oh. The strongest. Well, PCP's not mushroom. Yeah, don't take Come that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The strongest kid in the high school was he's, he's, he wasn't like a necessarily like a workout strong. He wasn't like an athlete. He didn't do any school sports. But he was one of those people that was just born like just a chunk of muscle. You know what I'm talking about? You know those kind of people? Yeah. Like just one like thing of sinew and like and yeah, he was high, high, high on PCP. And four of his friends had to hold him down because he caught oh. me out of the side of his eye and like I was some sort of evil de- and he almost and he he would have just sh- shredded me to tiny pieces. I would have been I definitely would have been carne asada up. He would have been like yeah. blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and maybe that was why. Then I was like, "Oh, this stuff is weird. I maybe I should stay away." I don't know. Well, PCP. Yeah, but PCP is completely different. <laughs> yeah. Come on, who's doing that? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. The one I never understood is a uh, is a uh, supposedly if you take ketamine, right, you don't remember what you did. Why would you take that? Like, why would you take something that literally is like I'm not even going to remember that I did this? Unless I mean, it's like the same thing like, could be said about alcohol when you get to a certain point. I don't think like, but no one's trying to get to that point, and you wow. remember the stuff up to it. My point with the ketamine is: is it, is it one of these things? I can't wait to open my presents on Christmas, so I'm going to take some ketamine and forget everything from now till then. Is that how it is? <laughs> I don't think that's how it is. No, yeah, I don't think so. No, mm, no. Know. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Zing. Uh, all right. So, uh, Mr. Molecules, what's uh, what's the good word? Uh, I saw you put some stuff on the, on the social. What's the good word there uh, in Mexico for eats over the past week? I had some Eskimal, which was delicious. Yeah. How did they First prepare it? Ever had that. How did they prepare it for you? Super buttery. Super buttery. Really? Um, and like with tortillas on the side. Mm. So it was just kind of big pile of buttery Eskimal ant larva and some tortillas. It was delicious. No greenery, no herbs, no other sort of... Uh, because I guess, oh, yeah, there were like a little bit of herbs in there, but not much. Not a lot. What about acid? Did you acid no. that stuff? Did you squeeze any acid onto that sucker? Or was it like... Yeah, a, well, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some lime on the side, yeah. Yeah. Now, for people who don't know, uh, we've discussed it on the show because uh, Jack said he was going to go get it, but the Eskimo are the ant larvae, and they're bigger than you think. They're like the size of a small white bean. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how big those ants are. I mean, they're huge for an ant egg, not huge for a bean. Right. I mean, it's not like a you know like a fava bean or something. By the way, does no. anybody? I don't understand why anyone shells their own beans. Is there anything more depressing on Earth than shelling beans? Really, not fun. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's I not hate it. Me. I hate it. I remember once. Like when I was really young, I went to the farmer's market, right? And I was like, ooh, I live in New York now. I'm going to a farmer's market. You know what I mean? And I go to the farmer's market and I buy all of these fava beans. And I'm like, we're having favas for dinner. And then once I busted those things down, favas, I think, are the most depressing of all beans. To, to, because you take off the big old case and you're like, I still got beans, I still got beans, I still got beans. And then you take the envelope off from around the fava bean to get to the fava bean underneath, and it's even smaller than that. And like the pile of fava 
detritus fills your entire apartment, and then you have like like not even enough beans for you and your wife. It's not. Uh, it's the worst. How did that uh, even come to be a yeah. thing? I don't know. Was it you, John, who said you don't like fresh limas? I like fresh limas. Someone I know said they don't like fresh limas. They're mistaken. Yes. I, I will never. I will never shuck them. But fresh limas. They're, they're quite delicious. All right, so the Eskimos, now, the texture is also kind of similar, right? They're kind of soft? Yep, kind of soft and mushy, yep. Yeah. Now, so for this big old heaping helping of ant eggs, uh, how much did you pay? It was like $14 U.S., which was expensive relatively. You know, it was like the most expensive thing on the menu. Right, but here I could buy but, like a standard taco for that. I know places I could go and get a, for a right. standard taco and, and pay that much money. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, a bargain. A, 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 relative, a relative bargain. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you're, yeah. Uh, you're eating, yeah. You're eating a, rich, a rich man's ant eggs at, uh, at a reasonable price, which I, which I appreciate. I had to carry That's my right. uh, I had to carry my ant eggs around in a sack, a little plastic sack where they started to break down a little bit. So I don't feel like I've ever had them in peak condition. But even my temperature and time and physically abused ant eggs that I had were good. So so there you go. Did you ever figure out what kind of ant it is? Like what they look like when they? Because you know there's many kinds of ants. Right. Um, no, I don't know. Actually, I feel like this might be how long, much longer are you in Mexico? Um, till Thanksgiving. Well, well, why don't you figure that, figure that stuff out for us. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Figure out what kind of ant it is, or I can figure it out, I guess. Um, in, in the uh, Booker and Dax news today, we have, we launched officially to our Patreon. So if you're listening now, you, you knew because we told you over the weekend. But we now have our Indiegogo campaign up for the, the Sears All Pro. Get the professional version of the Sears All. Now running on map gas for a hotter, more even flame. Yeah. 50% more searing area. Same weight, though, John. Did you know that the Sears All Pro has the same weight? So it's no more of a tipping hazard than the original one was. And it heats up and cools off just as quickly. But is it taller than the original one? No, 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 no. Oh. Same height. Same height, and yet 50% more searing area. Did you know that we have a patent-pending conical inner screen, palladium-coated inner screen that spreads the heat more evenly than ever before? I didn't. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's why we can make the cone shorter than the original cone so that it's the same height and still increase the surface area. That's how, that's how that works. That's pretty, pretty neat there, Dave. Somebody yeah. actually has a question about this. All right, go. Shoot. T-Dubs says, if it's not top secret, I'd be interested in the details of how the design, <coughs> excuse me, cone mesh, et cetera, of the Sears All Pro progressed. Uh, no, it's, we're, we have a patent out for it, so it's not a secret. You can go look up the documents. Uh, yep. And yeah. next. <laughs> what? <laughs> People are interested in how you do like No, how they can look up the document now. But why? Oh, okay. oh. So part of the problem with the original Sears all and this, we, this literally what happened is uh, when we were developing the original one is we put two pieces of, pieces of mesh on, on a ring and the ring was exposed much like a, a mesh in lab. Like when you're in high school and you have a Bunsen burner and you, you have mesh and then the, 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 the beaker sits on top of it. So we did that, right? And we're like... Ow! 
oh, ow, that hurts, because uh, the sears all the mesh wouldn't just radiate forward towards the food. It would also radiate back on your hand. And so you could only use it for a couple of seconds before your hand was just like uh, it was a nightmare, really. So then the very first one we made that was encased, I made a round cylinder and, and you know, welded a round cylinder, and it was real chunky. And it worked, right, because we insulated it. So it, first we didn't insulate it, and then the outside cylinder got too hot. It was crazy. Then we insulated it. And I still own somewhere the very original circular Searsol. We should sell that. Yeah, it's and, in the Stanford storage units. Yeah, the, the very original Searsol. And the insulation on the inside is puffy. And that's the one we used, actually, to figure out the safety. So uh, I turned it on, let it get real hot, turned it upside down, and started dumping corn oil into it to see what would happen, whether or not we would get an explosion or some sort of horrible fire. Fine, turns out. I mean, made a bad smell, but it was fine. Uh, so anyway, so then we started walking around the uh, restaurant district in, uh, on the Bowery, and we found these. They're real goofy. There was a time in the 90s when you could go to a, like a, like a mid-range, like a, a, a mid-range, I wouldn't say fast casual, but like a, uh, you know, like a mom-and-pop Applebee's knockoff here in New York City, and you'd order a cocktail, and the cocktail would come in, like you'd get the glass, and then you'd get a little mini shaker next to it. And you guys remember this phenomenon of the little mini shaker that comes with the glass? So you get that little bit extra. You get that little bit extra in the thing you can pour into your— yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, they were going to throw that away anyway, and so it's a way to make you think that you're getting more for your money, right? So I found some of these things, and uh, we took them back to our shop because we had a shop in, on Eldridge Street at the time. And we use those as the cone. And so the original Searsol is literally built around the dimensions of a cocktail shaker. And it just so happened to work, right? Uh, when we were experimenting on making the Searsol front face bigger, what we noticed is, is that uh, as you increase the front, A, it got too big. But what happened is because the back of the uh, cone was too large, uh, we got separation of the flame, and we got a hot spot, and we had some problems with turbulence on the inside. So we com- we co- redesigned the inside to be more of a flame-shaping um, situation, and then we just burned through a whole bunch of different metals to try to figure out one that would work. We tried different kinds of cones. The idea of the cone came because we're like, well, if we can impinge the flame Earlier, we can make it spread in a cone shape out to the rest of the screen, and we can more evenly heat the rest as it combusts on the inside. And so the rest of it was just kind of figuring it out. The main problem with um, the screen on the inside is that um, on the inside of the Searsol, it's what's called a reducing flame. Most people are used to thinking about oxidation, and we actually have the reverse problem. We have a a reducing flame on the inside of the Searsol, so you get a phenomenon called metal dusting. Uh, Anyway, so that was the procedure. Was that a... That was good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. I remember those days in the mm-hmm. lab. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no one is allowed to multitask. And then the fun with the suppliers, too, where they sent us one model that was supposed, you know, worked. And, the suppliers yeah. are the worst. Suppliers yeah. are the worst. Here's what happens. <laughs> get, get this. Get this. So, like, <laughs> we send them the CADs, right? So all this stuff is done in CAD, which is computer-aided design, right? So, like, we're like, this is the way I want it to look because I figured I calculated the exact front face angle I want because the front face angle also is, like, a little easier on your wrist. I calculated the—it was all about not making it any taller than the original. I, I wanted exactly 50% or more more searing area on the front, and I wanted it no taller. All the other dimensions followed from that and then redesigning the back end of it for flame shaping in the screen. So we get one, and they sent—they we, we, they, hand-built the prototype— they send it to us, 
This is what almost a year ago, eight, yeah. eight, eight, nine months ago. No, yeah, no, longer than that. Long, almost think a year. about a year. Yeah, yeah. a year. Yeah. I was in LA. They sent it. Yeah, we were going to release it last year this time. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yep. So we say to them, we love it. It's great. We let's order the tooling. We're good to go. Although, because we right, we were, we were going to do it right when uh, right when they. Um, Right when Amazon turned off the tap, we were ready to sell that thing last yeah. year, right when they turned off the tap. And uh, they're like, oh, we can't build it the way we said we were, that y- you wanted it. We're going to do this other thing. And any minor change you make to a Searsall, any tiny minor change can be the difference between it working flawlessly and the screen instantly like – like turning to dust on the inside. Which is crazy because it was a cocktail shake, a random cocktail shake. The original one. Yeah, the original was a random cocktail shake. Well, you remember the original Searsall, also they made a change right at the end that converted everything to dust, and that's why we had to do pre-seasoning the first time. The original, original didn't have to be pre-seasoned. It still made a smell from the insulation. Oh, yeah, the new ones are pre-baked, so they don't also smell when when you fire them for the first time. But you remember we had a whole load of Searsalls in, and we had to figure out how to stop them from. And that's when we had to come up with the with, with the matchstick. I don't even want to think about that time. Yeah. That what color is the flame? Uh, orange. at the front. Yep. It, or, orange. Orange. It goes orange. Yeah. Blue to white. It, well, so the the flame. If you just have the naked torch, it's blue. It's too hot. It makes a nasty torch taste, right? Whenever I see someone torching meats, I'm like, Ugh. you know, creme brulee. Yeah, torch that thing. But like uh, meat, I'm like. Ugh. Uh, you want it to, you know, not be so intense. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I was searing some steak last night with the Sears All Pro. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Was it quick? So fast. So fast. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, Nastasia, I, I hear you said that there's a, an a email. Yeah. Thing. Awesome. And we both didn't really read it because. It's love and life. I don't know. what this, It's love and life. Yeah. All right. Love and life, people. All right. So visit us on... Uh, and then our, our first manufacturer was like, this is pretty useless. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, Charles Charles uh, at the company didn't like big dogs. So he came to my house. Nastasi was at my house. Charles was at my house for dinner. And my dog is there. And he's like, I don't like dogs. And then we're like, so what do you think about the Sears all? He's like, nah, I don't see much use for it. Yeah. We're this like, is like the, the guy that we dealt with in China f- with our factory. Just... Why? Yeah, well, Why? The, the good news Why? is the good news is is that if they don't see a use for it, if the factory that is making yeah, it for you, they're it. not going to copy it yeah. until they see that it sells a lot, and then that's what happened to us yeah, anyway. Exactly. Zing! Yeah. All right, what other <laughs> questions you got for me, John? Other questions? Okay, in Patreon. All right, Brandon Bird. Hey gang, I know Dave has been putting the Innova Precision oven through its paces recently, but he mentioned a few weeks back that his family wanted him to bring back their old countertop slash toaster oven. I've wanted the APO for a while but I've been somewhat nervous about how user-friendly it might be to the less techie members of my household. What complaints did your family have, and did you ever manage to make decent toast with it? All the best, Brandon Bird. P.S. Looking forward to your next book. I think you should consider offering a limited special limited special edition that comes with a waterproof silicone slipcase so that Nastasia can use it to separate wet foods from dry foods mm. and not just cold from hot. It's a good idea. The ultimate text on moisture management could itself be used as a tool for moisture management. Just a thought. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I'll probably have to make Nastasia a special silicone slip cover because I don't think, you know, Norton's going to shell out for any fancy uh, yeah. stuff. And Nastasia will just ruin one and, and then get another one from me is how she'll do it. She'll I've do never it. gotten a second one. I left it at somebody's potluck and never got it. Back. What, were, never what, were you bringing, what were you bringing to I the I don't potluck? remember. I don't remember. Yeah. 
something yeah. hot that needed to be separated. <laughs> I, I am the McDLT of authors. You know what? I'm so freaking dumb. I was I was writing the uh, I was sitting there looking at the at the heat transfer section of my book, and I was just like, oh, why am I so stupid? Why am I so dumb? I'm writing something. I have a mental block. I can't. I can't do hand waving. You know what I'm saying? So like my wife Jen, she reads a section. She's like, "That's not clear." I was like, "That's because I didn't want to have to bring this whole chunk of science into the freaking explanation." And then now it's all there, and I'm like, "What the hell?" So now I have to have all of these disclaimers. First of all, it's not like hard hard science, right? Like it's not. It's equation free, but it's just mm-hmm. you know all the concepts are there. So now I have to have all of these TLDR freaking like uh, uh, disclaimers. I don't know. Uh, sorry to the dozens of you who will eventually read it. Uh, wait, but what was his question though? The question was about oh the APO, the Nova yes. Precision Oven. Okay, so Booker, my son Booker, uses the ANOVA every day, and he just turned – in fact, I get – I get uh, – what's it called? I get uh, notices from my phone constantly that he is cooking salmon in the ANOVA precision oven. And so more pounds of frozen salmon fillets have been prepared in that ANOVA than I think comes out of some rivers in Alaska on a yearly basis because all Booker does is use that sucker – to make salmon fillets, uh, which he then finishes in a pan with way too much butter and way too much flour on the skin when he then sits there with a spoon and eats the leftover quote-unquote salmon roux, which is disgusting. Uh, and while my wife and I are yelling at him that this is not a valid food stuff. So he finds it quite easy to use. Now, uh, they all of them, all of them make toast in the Breville, all of them. I would say that if you have a family and you like to make toast, right, the Breville is very good at making toast, right? Also, like, um, I mean, the, the issue with the APO, like I've said before, is, is power management. So it's, it's um, you know, it, it, if, if you ran it off 220 and it had, like, twice the power in it, I think it would uh, it would just tear the roof off of it, but it's like running right at the minimum amount of power you need for an oven that size because it's quite large. But what it's good at, it's really good at, right? So now, but nowadays, like I was doing most of my bread in the APO, but it has a problem kind of venting off all that moisture. So if you want to do good bread in the APO, you have to do a lot of like propping of the door with like a rag in it to flash off some of the extra moisture after you get your initial steam hit. So, you know, there is no, like, uh, like most of life, there's no winning. There's no winning. There's only, there's marginal winning. You know what I mean? It's not that hard to use. I, occasionally I get problems with, the, um, with the, the Wi-Fi dropping and then it being a thing. And, of course, Booker wants it to be in Celsius and everyone else in the family wants it to be in Fahrenheit. So there you have it. But luckily he can convert on the fly. So I'm always like, Booker, what? Are, you know, I ask, ask him the question and then he just shouts out from his room because he's only – ever either in his room or eating salmon and not with the family. What do you guys think about this? It makes me so bent. He doesn't respect the fact that I want the family to eat together. And so he's like, I'm 19. I'm an adult. I don't have to do what you want me to. I was like, well, but don't you live in my house? And so he'll just like rip through the salmon and then go back in his room. I just don't think that's cool. I don't think that's right. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, but he's an adult now. Yeah. But he doesn't have his own apartment. 
But you don't want him to have his own apartment. I would love to. I mean, if he could have his own apartment, I would. But the thing is, is that he's like, I don't know. It's just like if, like what happened? It's not an onerous rule to wait five minutes and not like when someone's cooking you your meal, how disrespectful is it to sit there and wolf it down before everyone sits? It's, It's horribly disrespectful. It's like I hate crunching. I hate like. When, when, when I'm sitting there, like I'm cooking the thing and someone walks up behind you while you're cooking the meal that they're supposed to be eating and you hear, listen, get, first of all, don't snack. Second of all, get that mouth out of my freaking ear. You monster, you terrible, terrible sack of crap. I am standing here in the kitchen making you your food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, did we answer the question? Yes. Yes. All right. What do we got? All right. <laughs> are two con- <clears throat> are two control freaks and an Innova oven a viable alternative for a range in a home kitchen? Okay. So I have a control freak, uh, and uh, what do they say on the on the Amazon reviews? Uh, was uh, was given to me in exchange for nothing. Whatever. Anyway, they gave me one. Right. So I didn't pay for it. They're quite expensive. Uh, they are relatively large. Right. So they are not it, it is not a it, it's not a dense way to do it. Right. So like, it, you know, you're, the density of a real stovetop is going to be a lot higher in terms of the number of pans you can accommodate. So you need to ask yourself, do I ever need to use more than two pans at a time? And, you know, some people don't. I do. The other thing you need to do is you need to have a lot of power right there. So if you don't have two separate uh, I mean, it'll run at a 15, but you're better with a 20. If you don't have two separate, uh, because the problem with running a 15-amp circuit, something like that off a 15-amp circuit, is you plug something else into it, someone fires up a blender on the same circuit, and you're toast. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, it's better to have 20s for that. Definitely so, 20. Definitely 20. Everything 20. E- everything 20? All 20s. All 20s. Yeah. Except your light. It's better to have your light circuits to be on 15s because you don't want to have you don't want to have that much juice you don't want it to have to have that much juice in your ceiling before it pops well yeah for sure and if you have if you have led lights on faders forget it really forget it they make ones now the dim to fades and i mean the fade whatever it's called the fade is not strong on the on the on the low on the low side of the fade what do they call that they go gray they like they suck sometimes they flicker I hate the flicker. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. The thing with the LEDs is that, okay, okay. so you want to get into any LEDs. The expensive thing about, so LEDs, they can turn off and on like that, right? So, in fact, the way that we dim LEDs, so the way that if you're doing a, like a, an electronics project, the way you dim an LED with a microprocessor isn't to actually dim the voltage. It's to, it's to just turn it on for a, a less percentage of the time. So you're flash, you're always flashing it. And if you're flashing it so it's always on, it's always on. And then it's like strobing it almost, but super fast. The problem with um, the LEDs, most of the cheap ones, is they strobe at the 60 cycle, um, they, they strobe at the 60 cycle mains rate. And so you can see flicker, especially when you get lower I think it's what's happening is it's only flashing on half of the on half. half on, of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. That's why you don't see like, when, you, when you see like a, a, a cameras or um, a, 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 you're filming something and you go to over you pan over to a computer screen and it's like it, it's, yeah. like, it's mm. like it's constantly flickering. You just don't see it at that that fast of a rate. Yeah, yeah. And so they do get real crappy as they dim. 
or like when you're a rail fan or they take pictures of the front of subways and and the, the newer subways like they all like have demented fronts because they're not like persistent images anywho uh so i would say look if you have a lot of power if you have two circuits it would be great i i having one there there is is great i would get if you're if you're going to spend that kind of cash so you're looking to spend $3000 i would plus the anova Right, right. But if you're looking to spend three, that's more power. If you're looking to spend three thousand dollars and you have a uh, two hundred volt, uh, two twenty, I would just get a real induction top. You know what I mean? With it's like got four burners and the density. If what you're saying is you don't have the power, you don't have the two twenty, then you have to have the power of the different of at least three different circuits. You're going to require three different twenty amp circuits in your kitchen to run those three pieces of equipment. You know, so just keep keep that in mind. Uh, was that an okay answer? Great answer. You want know another thing about what weird thing about the uh, uh, control freak is? So the control freak uh, has uh, on the center of it like a little belly button, right? By the way, for those of you who don't know, it's an induction burner. It's about three times. It's about ten times the price of a cheap induction burner, and about uh, twice the size of, of a cheap induction burner, right? That said, I, I do love it, uh, but it's got a belly button in the center. And when you put a pan on, the the pan reads the belly button temperature, and that's how it's working. The control freak cannot operate in anything other than temperature control mode. I find this irritating. I can't just put a power level into it and say I want a power level. I find this irritating. This is a firmware problem. They could fix this problem, uh, but they won't. Here's another thing. You want to hear another thing I got mad at Booker about? Yep. Yeah? All right. So, as I said, Booker cooks all this freaking salmon in the uh, APO. And by uh, the way— Again, who buys the salmon? Okay. Listen, <laughs> just, no, I just, why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and raise an autistic son oh, you, and then uh, come right. back and talk you, to me about you it? Can't... Come back and talk to me after you've done it. All right. Um, come back. Deal with deal with deal so with the pickiness. You can't, deal you deal can't with the pickiness. Deal with about it. it if you're buying him the salmon. Yes, I can. Because he won't way. eat. He does not eat. He only eats salmon. He is a bear, and he has autism. He is autistic. I cannot force him to eat things. He is not you growing up who listened to what okay, their parents right. said. You have no idea what you are talking about. Okay. Now, uh, so you get the, the APO. He's cooking this stuff at 52 Celsius, right, for like 30 minutes. It's a thaw and cook step in one. All right? Okay. Doesn't clean the thing out. Do you know what an APO smells like when it's never gone above 52 Celsius and it's, above, and it's at 100% humidity and all that it cooks is salmon? Every once in a while, I just fire that sucker up to a high temperature and just blast that thing clean. Because just you open it and you're like, salmon. You know what I mean? And you put something else in and you're like, salmon. Anyway, so the first time I have all of these cast iron sizzle platters, right? Uh, like the oblong ones, that, like steakhouse style, like fajita style thingamajigs. Uh, and so uh, I did a bunch of uh, infrared images of these things on induction burners. And what happens is, is remember I told you about the belly button in the middle of the thing? So the induction, um, induction burners have, uh, they make a round circle. They're not, 
much like a flame, how the flame coming up has an even round circle around it, they also make that circle, but ca- and they, they actually heat the metal. So the cast iron has a cold spot where the belly button is, and cast iron is actually not good at conducting heat. So if you look at an infrared camera, you'll see that if you set a, a, um, a pan, a cast iron pan, up to you know 370 uh, degrees Fahrenheit, it's actually getting up to like 450, like 500 degrees right where the induction burner is because it takes that long for the heat to make it to the center. So it is smoking to death, right? So... Also, remember I told you they're like fajita pans, they're real low. So Booker's been using these fajita pans, and remember I told you he uses all this butter and this flour? You can't, it's like butter and flour freaking everywhere because, and it's like smoking. And, and I said to him, I showed him, I, I was like, look, here is, a, here is an aluminum cord induction-friendly pan that's going to be a real even heat. And then he won't use it, though. I'm like, look, it won't splash because it's got sides. He's like, he's like, the cast iron cooks faster. I'm like, it doesn't cook faster. It's just you're misreading the temperature because it's actually getting to be 100 degrees higher than the temperature you're setting it to. But he just doesn't believe me. I was like, Booker, listen, it's a, it's a power situation. I only have the 1,700 watts coming out of the freaking wall into the thing. There's only this much watts. That's all there is. So it can't be faster or slower based on that. You're just overheating the freaking pan. Anyway. All right. Did I answer the question? Yeah. Okay. And then some, yeah. What do we got? I'm going to splurge and get a Kuhn Recon pressure cooker. Good move. What classic in the field cookbook should I pick up to best make use of it? Uh, you know, I haven't looked at, uh, you know who we should have on as the person who does the hit pressure cooking? Like, I know she has uh, a lot of, uh, she has a, a huge, like, blog uh Blogo, bloggy, bloggity blog. Lorna Sass is the original uh, pressure cooker uh, cookbook writer. Uh, she has a number of them, but those books, I think Lorna Sass's last book that I have came out at some point in the mid 90s, I want to say. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, the Kuhn Recon is nice because it's actually a pretty well made pan. It's got a very thick aluminum slug uh, at the bottom of it. Uh, and I've had uh, pretty good luck with it, even though I've been very abusive towards it. Um, yeah, I don't know of any good good books. There's some uh, – got to think on it. I mean other than – like I, I don't actually have – do I have the hip pressure cooking book? I'm not sure. But um, – and Lorna Sass obviously is, is there. The thing about pressure cooking, if you've never done it before uh, – and, and uh, you know, Capri Sun asked me. He's like, you know – where is there the information on why 15 PSI is better than uh, than the lower PSI that the Instapot and all the electric pressure cookers make? And in fact, Nastasi and I once spoke to an appliance engineer at Cuisinart, and he was like, why do you want the 15 PSI when, uh, you know, why do you want it? And we're like, well, we've run the tests, and on the tests that we ran, it tastes better. And we ran the tests, in fact, from... Uh, zero uh, from like five psi all the way up to twenty two psi, which is a lot more than fifteen, which is what it runs. And the sweet spot was fifteen psi uh, in terms of stock. We just, it was a test on stock, so results with other things may uh, vary. Um, who's got the good advice right now on pressure cookers? Go to the hip pressure cooker site and see what they see what they have to say. But the classic in the field is obviously anything by Lorna Sass because uh, right, that's her name, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of pressure cook. I pressure cook constantly. 
Are you guys pressure cook? Or are you Instapot? Any of you guys? Pressure cook once in a while. Never. You need to do more. Yeah. Pressure cook. You pressure cook? Yeah, my wife just actually pulled it out just this morning. Electric or gas? Or electric or regular? Uh, electric. Yeah? Yep. Which, which would, if you mind me asking which one you have? Is it Instapot style or one of the older, like, pre-made only pressure cook guys? Only pressure cook guys. Yeah, so like Cuisinart or similar. Um, you know, I want to say it was uh, Kefalon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the nice thing about those is that they're really convenient. They shut themselves off. Um, I think the reason they don't go to a high pressure is just because uh, they are thermostatic and not pressure static. All of the ones that operate on um, stovetops are pressure static, and I think they really, want, really, really want to make sure that they don't go above uh, a specific pressure, and that's, I think, why all of those are at a slightly lower pressure. And plus, none of the people who manufacture those things has run the tests on what actually make things taste better or not. They're just, you know, filth machines, people. In general. Anyway, did I answer that question? Yes. Right. We got anything else? Is it too early to talk about Christmas? Most impressive menu for the least effort slash hassle. I'll be traveling to stay with family and have to do all the cooking. Have Anova circulators and there will be a standard range cooker. Could maybe travel down with a cool box with some stuff prepped, but would rather not as I'll be on a train. Wait. <laughs> so this person wants to... Are thinking about Christmas. Somebody... They're thinking about Christmas. Where they're going doesn't have anything. They don't want to bring the food. They just want to bring equipment and, and rock it out. There's a range, standard range there. But this person has two ANOVAs. Yes. Or, well, circulators, plural. So, yes, at least two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. What are, they, what are they making? They want, to, they want advice on what they're making. By the way, Stas, get this. I was at Michael's Craft yesterday because uh, when the French Culinary Institute went out, right, I yoinked their anti-griddle, right? Now, originally, I wanted an anti-griddle back when I had a bar because I wanted to make a, uh, a cloud chamber. You know what a cloud chamber is? Where you, cloud, no idea. It's where it's, uh, it's – so what you do is, is you put like an aquarium and you fill it with like an alcohol vapor and it gets just at a point where when uh, charged particles like, like cosmic rays and stuff – uh, well, but no, but more like charge. Anyway, then when they fly through it, they create a vapor trail. And so you can actually see the vapor trail from subatomic particles going through. Sick. And most of them are done with dry ice, but I wanted to build a, a, like a permanent one with an anti-griddle. But anyway, it turns out I don't have it a bar anymore. Did you know that? It turns out I don't have a bar anymore, people. Anyway, uh, but I yoinked the, the anti-griddle anyway. And because Booker is obsessed with mini melts, which is, I guess, a bootleg dipping dot. Right, so a mini melt is a bootleg dipping dot, okay. And at his in his like uh, college, the what's it called? The um, a vending machine sells these bootleg dipping dots, but they just up the price from four to five dollars. And he's like, "That's too much. I'm not paying five dollars for the dipping dot. Four dollars, four dollars." So he wants me to make the cotton candy flavored dipping dot. So he's like, "Dad," and he's been pestering me. He's like, "Dad, how do you?" Make cotton candy flavors. Like, well, we caramelize sugar and then we – but then I looked it up and it's like, no, they just, they just use this stuff called like ethyl maltol or ethyl maltol, which is like, you know, like a caramel-like flavor that they use for fake cotton candy flavor. And that's what the kid wants. He wants fake cotton candy flavor. He doesn't want actual caramelized candy. So I had to go to Michael's Craft where they sell the concentrated 
fake flavor that my son desires for his pseudo dipping dot. Now, listen, I primed him. Because remember, when I had to make Wiley uh, Dufresne, I had to make him a, I had to make him a, a, a co-extruder to put liquids inside of liquids back during the spherification days. And they came out shaped like tadpoles, like paisleys. And I was like, Wiley, man, how about a paisley? Ain't nobody making paisleys. And he's like, has to be round. And I was like, but paisley? Right? Like, differentiate yourself with the paisley. He wasn't buying it. So I had to tell Booker. I was like, listen. They're not going to be round. They're going to be kind of like flattish dipping dots on this. And I got the okay, so we're going to do it, and I got it. But when I was at Michael's, and this is where it brings me to Nastasia, I almost bought you something. I was up to the register with it. My God. And then I realized you wouldn't like it. I thought it was a Rudolph Pez dispenser. Yeah. I was so stoked. I was like, oh, I was like, do they have the other ones? No, they had some sort of... But like bull crap other like they had some sort of bunk Santa that wasn't even the Santa from that show. <laughs> and they they had uh, they had Frosty. And as much as I love Jimmy Durante, because I do love Jimmy Durante. Right. That Frosty cartoon is just a wreck. It's just a nightmare of a cartoon. It's just not a good cartoon. Uh, so like and I got up there. And then as I was about to buy it, I was like, it's not Pez. It's some it's some BS lollipop that she's going to hate. Mm. And so I was like, I was like. I was like, what's better, the fact that it's Rudolph or that it's this thing she's going to hate? I was like, I was like, I can't decide, so I didn't get it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know whether I'm going to be like, whether this is worse than nothing. You know what I mean? Oh, we should say what we're doing Friday, right? Oh, my God. And then are we going to do Instagram Live? You can't Instagram Live from a show. They'll, no, no. They'll rip your head pre, off. Pre, pre, pre. Like, since from, we're all going to be together, we from could the be garden? somewhere. From the garden? I don't know. A bar around the garden? I have no idea. What do you think, John? Uh, we can go to the Holland. Which was my... So but they the, have such crap drinks. It's not about the drink. <laughs> That's the only bar I've been a regular at in my life. It's not really close to MSG, though. It's on the block where I used to live, and I used to be within walking distance of MSG. All right. Uh, whatever, man. I mean... I look, mean, we should probably go support somebody that we know, maybe. Like the one where my picture is literally on the wall? <laughs> like 20 years ago? Friend, you know, like, like a Polaroid? Like, watch out for this guy, or... No, like it, like you know, how like bars, like over the years, will have like different things, like so, like like my picture, my wife's picture, like we're all behind the bar, like with all the old, with all the old crew. It's me from like, it's me from like you know, two thousand. You know what I mean? Like twenty, twenty, twenty-one years ago, and they still have the pictures up. And you know, that's where I learned that a fruit fly is a viable garnish for uh, for a bourbon. You know what I mean? Because like everything was garnished with fruit, fruit flies. Love it. It was the only place I've ever been in my life that smelled uh, worse after the smoking ban. Mm. Plus, we need to eat something before we go to the garden. You need to eat something. You know how I am. You're going to wait to eat with your family at midnight? Not are you eat. divulging what's going on this Friday? Or are we just going <laughs> to sit oh, here? Because I'm like, listen, it's not going to Something's going on this it's Friday. Not happen. We it's might not, meet at the Holland. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because what's going to happen is this. Nastasia Lopez for years was like, I'm gonna go see a Billy Joel concert. And we by the way, about this. and by the way, by the way, by the way, okay. what was it they used to say at, at MTV? Tom Petty or Billy? What was it? What was the question? It was always ugliest musician, Tom Petty, or who would you rather be, Tom Petty or Billy Joel? And everyone picked Petty. Yeah, everyone picked yeah. Petty. Yeah. Anyway, he had hair. Yeah. 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 Well, we guess yeah. Well, who, who got the last laugh? Long Island boy. Yeah, Long true. Island boy got yeah. the last yeah. laugh. Yeah. Though he did. Though he did yell at me, and I was out in the Hamptons visiting a friend, and I never go to what the Hamptons. What did he say? I was trying to save a bird that got caught in his metal mesh fence, 
and the poor thing got like in between. It's very young, and I really tried to save the bird, but I couldn't. It ended up being a bloody mess. And he's like, "Get out of my garden!" He's like, "That's my dinner." <laughs> Probably, yeah. Oh my god! Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. Wow! Wow! Did you tell him you were saving a bird? He didn't want to hear it. Mm. He was in some weird robe and. Is this before or after he gave up the softs? No, this was just probably like maybe four or five months ago. Oh, so oh. post sauce. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Mm. It's bitter. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It makes for a better, I mean, it just makes for a better performance. I mean, bitter Joel is the best Joel. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sing me a song. Like real angry. Right, I exactly. wonder what he's going to sing. This is his first time back at the garden since COVID. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, so, like, Nastasia had been wanting to go well, see... Well, we have the dirty toilet water ticket that we have. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had... Uh, and no one's helped out. Thanks, people. Thanks, 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 listeners. Uh, so, we were supposed to go... Or, no, Nastasia was supposed to go. She'd been wanting to go for years. She's like, I'm treating myself, and then forgets what day it is, because she used to do that kind of stuff. And we're working this, like, vegan uh, juice event. And, uh, and then she's like, literally like three quarters of the way through the juice event. She's like, ah! I'm supposed to be a Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? And then in classic, I have to give you credit on this one. You started to try to blame me somehow for it. And then you're like, you know what? No, it's me. You know what I mean? You're like, you know what? You know what? It's me. And then you go, uh, we're going to go for your 50. No, no. So then, so then Nastasi's like. I'm never going to see Billy Joel in my life. I don't, I don't deserve, deserve it. it yeah. I don't deserve it. That's the Russian in her. Like, I don't deserve it. I'm not going to get it, right? And so then, and then finally, I was like, you know what, Stas? You're, you know, you made a mistake. We all make mistakes. You can, we can, we can do it. I'll go with you. We'll go. It's fine. And we decided this last February. We decided it before the pandemic, <laughs> right? So we're like, okay, in March, you're turning, uh, actually, it was my 49th, I think, right? We're going to go for your, or whatever it was. We're going to go for your birthday, and then pandemic hit, bang. <laughs> like you had, We had tickets, right? And then the pandemic hit, bang. Because he used to play the garden every month, yeah, right? Yeah, Once a yeah. month. Yeah, we were going to go for your birthday in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so now we're doing it. So it's not going to happen. So what's going to happen, I'm sorry, Billy Joel fans. Is he's going to get hit by a bus between oh now my and Friday? God. He takes wow. helicopters, and then his helicopter is going to have a bird strike. <laughs> it's just—it's like there's just no way that we're making it to this concert. You know what I mean? Oh man, I well, don't want it to happen. I'm not saying. Well, if we do go, we are going to Instagram Live from somewhere. If his helicopter was going down, what song would he be humming to himself on know. the way down? I don't know. Mm, that's a good one. I don't know. Think about it. Whenever I think about musicians, I always think about like what song is going through their head during the worst time of their life. Mm. Like I want to know, like when James Brown was in that pickup truck with a shotgun going across state lines right before he got chucked in prison that time, what was on the radio? Or what was in his head? I always want to know this about musicians. Like that's the question I would always ask people like, hey, what's the song? Well, what's the soundtrack to this part of your life? You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Did we ever finish the candy floss uh, segment? Or, uh, excuse me, the candy floss. Um, cotton candy? I think so. We did. So I'm going to, uh, he said I can make it flat. I'm going to put this, I'm just going to make a regular creme anglaise base. The, the thing I didn't, I don't have liquid nitrogen anymore, right? So the question I had in my mind is, is that when you're doing dipping dots, what you're supposed to do is get your like anglaise base or whatever and, and drop it into the liquid nitrogen. It forms a perfect sphere. Bop, you pull it out. 
You temper it, you eat it. Uh, is there any aeration in that? So I was trying to figure out whether I had to pre-aerate the anglaise base before I did it, and I don't think it's aerated. I think that's one of the reasons I don't like dipping dots is because they're just solid little balls of like – this is not a dipping dot guy. Booker loves it, and he's allowed to. That's his – do any of you guys like dipping dots? Okay. Mm-hmm. Had them since middle school. Yeah. So the not whole, for me. the whole, yeah, not for me. The whole reason that they they say, oh, they don't melt, right? You ever heard of? Oh, they don't melt as fast, right? It, because they're basically like it's styrofoam dit, right? You know, it, they self insulate like that. But that's the reason why they also don't taste good. That's the same reason. Like I want something to melt in a creamy, like I want like a large bolus of ice cream in my mouth that melts in a creamy fashion, you know, not, yeah. not some pellets, you know, not a pellet. I'm not a pellet. I, although an interesting idea, if it was aerated would be, and I think people do this is mix the dipping dots in with other ice cream bases as after it's frozen. That could be fun. That oh. could look fun. Uh, another thing, what are your, what are your guys feelings on the semi Fredo? Other than I love the name. Semi Fredo. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna do it. I, I feel like yeah. no one makes this is the home friendly ice cream. We still haven't gotten the ninja, right? But this is the home friendly ice cream style because you don't require a machine. It's not churned. But I feel like no one talks about the semi Fredo. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And Fredo, my favorite character from The Godfather. Fredo. I'm smart. I love that. Whenever anyone does anything real dumb, we're just like, I'm smart. Anyway. Uh oh. One more thing. I watched uh, I watched an episode of this show, uh, the only one I could watch for free, uh, with the, the, the daughter from uh, Schitt's Creek, the uh, Kevin Kneff himself show. You seen this? I know of the show. So here's the thing about the show. It's, it's difficult to watch because it puts you on edge, right? It's like, it's like you're on edge the whole time. But they actually like use a real town, Worcester, Mass. And they portray Worcester, Mass, I mean some would say accurately – as a complete pile of garbage. And I was like, I don't know that that's cool, portraying a whole town like it's just one piece of filth. Like, if you're going to do it, base it on a town that you hate, and then call it, like, Booster or Nuster or Schuster. You know what I mean? Don't, like, call it... It's just not cool to, like... Because people live there. Real people live there. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. What do you guys think? You're like, it's fine. Make fun of them, crap on them. I mean, I get what you're saying. On the other hand, I what moving to Worcester would, is not on the top of the list. Definitely down down on that list. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's what's below Worcester? Oof, I don't know. I have to give that some thought. But yeah, yeah. No offense to Worcester, I had you know a couple pleasant I mean, I times would, there. I mean, but yeah, I, I, I mean like. I guess, uh, I mean, I can think about, like, because I'm from Florida, so, like, I mean, I love Florida, but it's just too bad about the Floridians, you know? It's just, like, they're just the worst, so, I mean... Right, but (laughs) Worcester's the equivalent of Central Florida. County that are amazing. Yeah. Like, Rollins College over there, that's fucking great. Never been. Oh, beautiful. I mean, it's flat, but it's, like... Do you know what I've never experienced in Florida? I've never experienced uh, a cloud of June bugs that will clog up your radiator. You ever experienced that? June bugs. Is June bug like a palmetto? No. I don't know what a June bug is then. So like in north central Florida, my grandparents used to say to me, I'd be like, hey, can we go blah? And they're like, I won't drive across this. I won't drive across the state this time of year. 
like where they lived because they would just get clouds of these things that that my you know grandma used to call June bugs or love bugs. Love bugs. Oh yeah, sure. I know love bugs. Love bugs. Yeah, of course. Love bugs. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah, love yeah, bugs. Yeah. And they would clog your car. Oh yeah. Like that's why you see everyone uh, that's uh, sixty years and older have those plastic plexi pieces in the front of their hood. Just to keep the love bugs from smacking their window. You ever you ever get caught in a love bug uh, storm? A love bug fest, yes. How how nasty is it? Disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. You can't because the the wipers just make a mess. It's just murder. Yeah, literal. Yeah, of literal. Bu- bug murder. Literal bug murder. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, I guess a June bug is a beetle. I don't know. So I've never seen one of these love, bu- love bugs, but. Uh, if it's anything as messy as hitting a big, dra- juicy dragonfly. No, they're not that big. They're about as big as fireflies. They look very similar to fireflies, too. Yeah. But do not have the phosphorescence. If anyone out there who can hear me, can anyone explain to me why fireflies, and I've said this on the air before, but why do fireflies uh, west of the Mississippi not light up? Or is it oh, west of the Rockies? West of the Rockies. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, in where Nastasia grew up, fireflies didn't do diddly squat. They have them. I didn't know that we had them. Yeah, you have them. They just don't light up. That's why you don't know you have them. Hmm. Hmm. And pff, is like so it's, it has to be the humidity or something, right? I don't know. Probably. It's one of the best parts about being I mean, like East Coast. We have good falls, and we got fireflies. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, I didn't experience fireflies till I came up here. They don't have them down down south. Mm-mm. It's with uh, that's why they're called love bugs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, Mick Jagger only has two million followers. Uh, wow, wow. I think he'd have more. Right? That's uh, no, uh, apropos of nothing. Yeah, but you'd think he'd have more. Um, no, I don't know. Maybe it's actually a fake account, and no, that's how not. many even his fake account gets. No, it's not. Mm. How many do you think Billy Joel has? Well, let's yeah. see. I, I don't think he has an account actually. I, I just did. How many? How many? On Instagram? Oh, Instagram. Uh, Billy Joel's not much of an Instagram guy, I bet. More or less than 400,000. 400,000? That's it? And all 400,000 of them are Nastasia's bot accounts. (laughs) That's crazy. Hey, you know what we should do? We should buy some of those bot. Why do people buy fake followers? What does that that get you? Maybe because then you get uh, like advertising, right? You Mm. can get like ads. But, But advertisers can't tell that they're fake followers? No clue. Yeah, that's that's stupid. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Self fluffery. Yeah, we're the opposite. Em- empirically, you have great numbers. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have like two posts, and it's just you with that selfie with that selfie face. <gasps> I gotta learn to make. Uh, my wife hates my dumb face, and I'm like, people are used to my dumb face. Which if, face is that? There's oh a lot my of god! Yeah. I have so many dumb faces. Yeah. My wife hates all of my dumb faces. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand why you have this ability to anytime someone points a camera at you, your face just goes into dumb mode. I could do it instantly. If someone pulled a camera out outside, like this lady, I would be like, I would pull the dumb face. I could do it. I can hold it forever, too. You think you can point a camera at me and then wait for the dumb face to go away. But guess what? Dumb all the time. All dumb all the time. Oh, uh, so can I tell you guys something I want to build? Can I tell you? Okay. I mean... I mean, I'm it's not giving you much of a choice. talk about this stuff because it's like our what? company. Is what, do you have another, what? Do you have <laughs> another? No, 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 no. All right. So uh, here's the thing. Are you familiar with the phrenograph? No. All right. You ever look at uh, technical baking literature oh, and, and okay. see like the thing with the squiggling lines that looks almost like a Richter, like, a, like, a, like an earthquake thing? 
So what, what it is is it's a measure of uh, flour, uh, the strength of flour. You take a, a pre-measured amount of water and flour and you put it into this little mixer and the mixer is measuring the actual amount of force that it takes for the mixer to go around and it's a measure of the strength of the dough and how long the dough lasts and all this. So I'm going to try to convert – I'm going to try to with a bunch of the parts that I have lying around my house to see whether I can build a – bootleg uh, farinograph, see where I can get any accurate kind of information out of it. So it's all going to be Arduino-friendly. I'll keep you guys posted if, uh, if, if anything comes of it. Um, I have all of this measuring equipment that I end up not using. I have, the ability, yep. I have the ability to shoot infrared pictures in my oven. I bought an infrared window that allows me to shoot infrared pictures inside of my oven, and then I realized, this is for the book, and I realized... I no one cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I built this whole system. It's, it was like all my old art pieces. Like I'm like I built all the equipment to do something and then by the time I built the equipment to do something I'm like I no longer care about the problem. That's the problem with with doing things to do things instead of doing the thing itself. Yeah. Right? That's why cooking is good. You do the thing itself, not the thing to do the thing. Yeah. We got a question. Yeah. From Coleman. So the other day I had some leftover lemon slash lime syrup, 50-50 juice, sugar heated together. Uh, I tr- we call that cordial in the business. Yes. I tried mixing it into some whipped cream I made, eight ounce heavy cream with two to three uh, tablespoons of the syrup. The texture was fine, but it tasted like spoiled milk. Why did this happen? Is there a way to make a citrus juice flavored whipped cream? Yes. Uh... Are you familiar with the group Suicidal Tendencies that then disbanded and then became infectious grooves for an album or two before they went back to being Suicidal Tendencies again? No. Are you familiar with the fact that my wife in Germany when she was there passed out into a men's bathroom at a Suicidal Tendencies concert? Kind of a good story. Uh, They had a – Infectious Grooves had a a thing about whipped cream that you've now put into my head. Uh, I'm trying to get it out of my head because I'm not going to sing it. the answer for you uh, is Coleman wrote in, right? Yep. The answer for you, Coleman, is uh, make make a fluid gel. So uh, I don't know that you're going to be able to do it with the syrup that you had, but in the future, uh, make an agar fluid gel of your citrus, right? Uh, I would say in and around like a percent, like uh, three quarters to one percent. Uh so you, you make a hard gel with the stuff, then blend that gel into a fluid gel. So you need at least enough to a- actively blend it in a, in a blender. You don't want little shreds and flakes. If you mix that fluid gel in with the cream and then put that in with sugar in an EC whipper, the fluid gel sequesters the, uh, the acid enough such that the cream won't break and it's stable as – and it won't – you're talking about whipped cream, right? Not a liquid yeah, cream. Right, yeah. Cream. It's super stable and doesn't taste grainy. That's what I would do. Nice. All right. Well, with the limited time we have left, everyone, please share the Sears All Pro campaign with all your friends, family, everyone. Help get the word out there. We really need these sales. Even enemies. Even enemies. Yeah. Every, everyone should get a Sears All. So please spread the word. Get the word out there. Yeah, because if we don't make our goal, we toast. <laughs> we toast. Uh, you know what I mean? We need, we, need, we need it. Plus, it's a good product. Anyway, yep. all right. So you, uh, so next week we're not recording at our normal time, right? We'll be on Friday at noon, usual time. I think, yeah. With, usual uh, time with Sandor Katz. With exactly. Sandor Katz. Yes. So this is your last week, people, to get in all of your fermentation questions. We're going to have Sandor Katz, but it's on Friday because he can't record on the Tuesday. So we're going to do it live for the Patreon people on Friday. All right? Cooking issues. <laughs>